Everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Hello and welcome to the Fitness Genie podcast. Again, it's I feel like it's been a while, but um, you're back with Coach Laura and I've been trying to get some ideas of what to talk about and what you guys would find interesting. So today I want to talk about breathing because I've actually noticed that this is quite an important topic which people don't think about even though it's something that we do all the time without even being conscious or aware of it unless you make the effort to do so. So I'm going to talk about um, the difference between nose breathing and mouth breathing and what you can do to um, help how you feel your own health and optimization to get the most out of your breath because um, we need oxygen (laughs) in order to function so imagine if you're not taking in enough oxygen what could be happening to your body because of that so I've never personally struggled with controlling my breath. I think it might be because of my swimming background that requires a lot of breath control, even though it's mostly mouth breathing. You do train in a way that you have to hold your breath for certain periods of time. You have to time your breathing as well. So I've never personally struggled with it, but I can understand how people who've not been in that sort of a situation where they've trained it from a young age, um, where they might counter, um, they they might stumble across some difficulty to even understand what they're doing with their lungs um, and just be aware of it really. So I guess the first place to start is um, the amount of breath you're actually taking into your body. So there is a lot of anxiety in the world right now Um, And I feel like that most likely comes with a lot of shallow breathers. So if you're breathing shallow or chest breathing and not making the most out of the entire space of your ribcage and lung capacity, then um, you're most likely not going to be feeling that great in mind and body. And with that comes anxiety. So it's a bit of a vicious cycle. I'm not sure if there is evidence to prove whether one triggers the other. But if you're someone of an anxious individual or have a predisposition to anxiety, this could be super helpful for you. Um, So if you're watching this, you'll see me act this out. But if you're listening, I'll try and explain this as best as I can. So a chest breather is someone who breathes up into their chest, so above their pecs or boobs. Um, into like almost the throat or just below the throat. So that part of your lungs and your rib cage. 
but doesn't utilize the majority of the rib cage size and um, capacity. So if you think about what you're doing there, it does become a shallow breath because if I was to get you to inhale doing a, a chest breath, you probably will find that you get stuck very quickly and can't inhale any more oxygen, even though you feel like you probably could, like there's more space, you just can't reach it. So that's all coming from up here, just below your neck. Now, if we want to utilize our entire lung capacity, and you can train to do this even more so because there's lots of muscles and tissue that can be um, trained to be able to expand even more. This is why there's a lot of breath training techniques out there that you can use. The more you can control your breath and get more out of it, the healthier and more optimal you'll feel and can function. So if uh, you want to make the most out of your breath, look at it from a 360 degree angle. So your rib cage also goes across your back, it goes across your sides and your front. I think most people, they just think of it as the front, but the rib cage does run all the way back and into your upper back as well. So the lungs can take a lot of space, but it's not just from up top and at the front, it's also back and sides as well. So when you're breathing, Think of this nice circular 360 shape that you're trying to create and um, expand and compress in your body in order to utilize the diaphragm and the rib cage um, in these different situations, in these different breaths. Your, if you try this now and grab your fingers, if you're watching this, you'll understand it a bit better. Uh, grab your fingers and just put it on the sides of your torso where the um, sides of your rib cage are. Then what I want you to do is try and breathe into that area. So try and push your hands away from each other. So if you inhale and expand sideways, so think of the rib cage expanding out sideways and to the front and to the back, you'll feel like the rib cage can grow quite large. And then when you exhale, you can feel like everything's coming back in and shortening and contracting. So that just shows you how much air you can fill up in your body. So if you've noticed that you are a bit of a chest breather, focus it back into that 360 degree lung capacity and um, train yourself over time, become more conscious of it in order to help you get the most out of your breathing. Um, the other thing I want to note is, oh, just had a total mind blank then, and it was gonna be good. Yes, okay, I remember now. There's different strategies that you can use. So you can use, um, if you were to just Google breathing techniques, you'll find a whole bunch of things you can do. But box breathing with um, a slightly longer exhale is probably a useful one to do. So for instance, you can do an inhale of a four count, a hold of about a four count, and then exhale for a six count. So a nice deep breath will, uh, deep exhale will definitely help you feel more calm and relaxed. So like I said, doing this style of breathing will help you with your mental health as well. Doing 
box breathing or long exhales through the mouth and deep inhales will help calm your nervous system as well. So super important. Um, moving on to the difference between nasal breathing and mouth breathing. So this is another one that I quite often see in clients is that a lot of people are mouth breathers in their sleep and during the day. Now, mouth breathing has a function. It definitely has a place. It's a more sympathetic breath. So it's going to, to put it simply, it's gonna activate that fight flight response more. So it's gonna keep you in a more of a stress state. Now, like anything in our bodies, stress, stress states, <laughs> sympathetic functions, they all hold, um, they're all there for a reason. But some are better done in shorter periods and in specific circumstances rather than others. So mouth breathing can be utilized um, in training and in uh, stressful periods, for sure, can be extremely beneficial, more so beneficial than nasal breathing. But in just daily general life, nasal breathing, so breathing in and out through the nose is much more beneficial in order to keep you in a more calm state from day to day. As you already know, life is very stressful. There's a lot of stimulation around from just watching TV in the evenings to your stressful job, to um, trying to juggle family time, training, um, other life stresses, careers, all these, all of these things. So the more calm we can make our body throughout these things and keep ourselves in a more calming state, the better. So I'm actually just going to read off some bullet points because I'm not going to remember these and I'm probably going to mess them up. But these can be useful tips for you to understand why nose breathing is more superior than mouth breathing on a daily basis. Like I said, mouth breathing has its place. Hey everyone, just jumping in really quick to let you know that the first two months of the year are typically our busiest in terms of inquiries for one-on-one -on -one mindset coaching. And at the rate that we have been going, we are fully expecting to book out by mid-February. If you have ever thought about doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with us, either Laura or myself, now would be the best time to reach out, even just to get some feelers and some more information so you know what your program and coaching experience would look like and you can plan for it in the future. Check out our website for more information, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or put the notifications on our Instagram profile for posts so that you don't miss out on any opportunities. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. So nose breathing forces approximately 50% more resistance to the airstream in normal individuals than mouth breathing. This means that 10 to 20% more uptake of CO2 when breathing through the nose rather than through the mouth. Nasal breathing warms and humidifies incoming air to body temperature. Nose breathing cleans the air before entering your body by removing significant amounts of germs and bacteria. Nasal breathing whilst exercising allows for a greater aerobic work intensity, so you can push yourself harder and for longer periods of time. Breathing through the nose allows for more nitric oxide production. This gas is essential for maintaining good health. It can lower blood pressure, reduce blood clot likelihood, support sexual health, boost the immune system, brain health, and increase athletic performance. It also triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, like I said, to calm you down. Slower, deeper, more mindful nasal breathing will signal to your body that you are safe and increase the relaxation response. There you go. There are 
one, two, three, four, five, six tips um, for, or six reasons for why nasal breathing is more superior on a daily, on a daily basis than mouth breathing. So let me go over mouth breathing. Mouth breathing um, will actually have a higher risk in children to develop forward head posture and reduced respiratory strength. So you can actually find this and search this on the internet to see the difference between the people's um, head shapes and mouth jaw shapes and nose shapes um, for those who have been predominantly mouth breathers as children compared to nasal breathers and it's very interesting actually and I think it can be adapted and changed over time with the more practice that is uh, taken up for it but yeah you'll have to look into that one whether it can be reversed. Mouth breathing contributes to general dehydration so if you wake up in the night with a dry mouth you know why. A dry mouth increases acidification of the mouth leading to more dental cavities and gum disease. Mouth breathing alters bacterial flora, leading to bad breath. Mouth breathing significantly increases snoring and sleep apnea. Mouth breathing triggers the sympathetic nervous system. So if it's maintained for long periods of time, this will increase chronic stress levels. So this is what I was saying about the sympathetic stress response. It's not bad and it can be used in training and it can be very effective, but from all of these things that I've said, you can see how nose breathing trumps. Now, there is, there's, I feel like there's a buzz on social media at the moment talking about breathing and the importance of nose breathing, but I don't want to fully downplay the importance. I don't, I don't want to um, poo-poo mouth breathing completely because it doesn't seem like the best thing to do, like it's gonna give you bad breath, it's not gonna help you sleep as well, all of these things. Um, but I have utilized it um, and it's very effective for specific circumstances, like in training. So you can use your training to build more resilience to stress, which I've talked about in another podcast, one of my earlier podcasts. Now mouth breathing, for sprint work and really heavy lifting can be very effective because you need a strong stress response during that period of time. But it's very short and sharp. It doesn't last a long time. Like when you're sprinting, you're sprinting for like max 30 seconds. Like you, or at the end of your workout, when you're, if you're doing an AMRAP or something like a really long, long distance run and you want to sprint near the end, that's when it can be effective. Otherwise, nasal breathing will, you do nasal breathing for the majority of it and then you'd finish off with mouth breathing or, or so on. Um, so you can use it in specific circumstances, like I said, to build resilience to stress or when you are in an extremely stressful situation because that's when part of the body kind of, like for instance, your digestive system, um, the parts of your body that don't require are not required in a stressful situations, they um, lower in effectiveness and processing, I guess, the best way to explain it, probably not. <laughs> um, but then those fight or flight responses that are really important, like dilation of the pupils, sweating, um, 
heart rate increase, <laughs> blood pressure increase, all of these things will take place with mouth breathing. Um, okay, now I feel like there was something else I was going to say about that. I feel like it, ah yes, there is something I was going to say about this. The other thing about mouth breathing is that your deepest, most calming breath that you can take is actually a deep exhale through the mouth. That allows you to trigger your parasympathetic nervous system. So you're calming part of your body even more so than an inhale through, um, than an exhale through the nose. So during um, any sort of training or um, life life events that you want to stay really really calm for I would suggest doing an inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth I use this quite a lot when I'm trying to be more mindful of my weight training so I'm not necessarily going super super heavy and trying to get all of my um energy output in one specific lift but I'm just doing like bodybuilding style calming exercises, I'll utilize that breath. It helps me concentrate better as well, obviously because it has that calming effect, but also during meditation, um, when you're feeling super stressed and you're trying to calm yourself down. So if you're feeling very anxious, inhaling through the nose and then exhaling through the mouth can be very effective too. So predominantly, just to round up and conclude, Inhaling through, inhaling and exhaling through the nose is, is beneficial for the majority of your life. Um, that includes sleeping and daily tasks, daily living. If you want to actively calm yourself down even more so than you are already due to being in a stressful situation, you want to calm yourself or you um, want to concentrate better or whatnot. Then inhaling through the nose, exhale, deep exhale through the mouth will be beneficial for that to trigger the parasympathetic nervous system. In order to um, build stress resilience and be able to cope in more stressful situations, for instance, like high intensity training, where you are lifting very heavy or you're doing sprint work, mouth breathing in through, in through the mouth and out through the mouth can be very beneficial as well, only for short periods of time. Also remember to utilize your entire rib cage and lung capacity when you're breathing throughout the day, every minute of the day, practice, be conscious of how you're using your lung capacity and your breath. Try not to go shallow, short chest breaths try and think about that shape of the rib cage and that circular breath capacity. I hope that all made sense. <laughs> um, that was probably a lot of information in the space of like 18 minutes, but let me know if you want any more information on nose breathing and mouth breathing. I feel like I um, put everything together in a very short period of time. There's obviously so much more to it. It's quite a complex subject. I don't know everything that's involved in it. I'm still learning about it, but hopefully these basics will help you be able to better yourself 
optimize yourself better and um yeah that's it <laughs> all right see ya